0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, Pokemon Trading Card Games' premiere podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my good, good friend, Mr. J.W. Prewall. J.W., how's it going today?
1: It's going great. Riley, how are you? I'm tired, man. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's a long night for me as well. I am leaving. I told you before the cast, I'm leaving this weekend. Yeah. So I'm trying to get some videos done tonight. So...
0: I feel it's you. It's gonna man. be. It's gonna be a long night. Yeah, I also have the day off tomorrow after a long week. But I, I did have some cool events this week. I, I bought my car this weekend. I paid it off. Um, so that was a huge dub in the world of Riley. Um, tomorrow, I'm actually getting my ears pierced. <laughs> Let's <laughs> so, go! So I'm kind of changing up the vibe a little bit,
1: dude. So. The man bun and
0: the pierced
1: yeah. ears, bro, and the car totally paid off. Yeah. I mean, what? What woman would look at you and not just want to cuddle up?
0: <laughs> I, I could think of a couple. <laughs>
1: so uh, sad.
0: <laughs> so regardless it's uh it's been a productive week but an exhausting week you know you ever been there uh definitely yeah definitely have yeah surprisingly oh. so <laughs> oh.
1: well i got some stuff set up here in my office yesterday was a big day yeah because i got a curtain set,
0: Ooh, like that's a, a huge day curtain. that's a yeah, huge day so
1: so i'm in my corner office and i can just pull back oh i just saw a cat run down the street. Um, but yeah i can pull back the office uh, curtain and i can look out my window on the <laughs> see all the you just dox
0: yourself <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> i guess i did yeah perhaps i did i mean i guess i'll edit that out <laughs> you just put a little beep <laughs> i guess i'll edit that out i, I mean think- i don't think anyone would really like I don't think anyone would do anything bad. It's not great to dox yourself, though. <laughs> All right, well, I, I didn't really. It's not actually not my street, but. <laughs>
0: sure. I was gonna say though, you you know, you're pulling back the blackout curtain, and now that it's daylight savings, it's just continued it's darkness. Just black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah. just
1: black. Uh, aside from the rain, it is raining uh, lifehards and stoutlands
0: out here. <laughs> yeah, lifehards and stoutlands. <laughs> <laughs> did you like come up with that on the fly or do you kind of like have that in mind?
1: No, no, I came up with that.
0: So, I mean, yeah. that's
1: just how my brain works. I'm just kind of a,
0: a kind of a, a wacky, uh, zany guy.
1: Oh, which is one wacky and zany man for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the listeners love it. A little bit of zaniness and craziness. That's
1: true. I hear many times many people are saying. <laughs> that they love this
0: zany man that speaks to so them people every are, single people are constantly coming up and telling me.
1: Yeah, I I can't make it down the street to the convenience store
0: without What Street is that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, I mean cool stuff coming up on the horizon. You know, going to have a nice weekend away at maybe the cost of an exhaustive night of work um anything else exciting in the world of jw Uh,
1: i wish man i've just been struggling with this uh technology that i've been supposed to be learning this week i mean i have been learning i've been getting smarter every day but it's like i'm at the point where i'm like i need i feel like i need somebody else to like also come alongside me you know i've like <laughs> learned as much as i can and now it's yeah. like applying it and then I, everything that i've applied it's been just a little bit off so that's been tough so that yeah i mean that's all work stuff um yeah. but yeah that's that's boring we should talk some pokemon cards
0: fair enough so as of recording this uh fusion strike has now just dropped on the pokemon trading card game online you know pokemon tcg live Ended up being delayed, as we talked about the other week. So Fusion Strike is on TCGO, and it's been an exciting time out there. You know, some cool new decks, some old favorites that are still keeping up on top. And, you know, kind of like we expected, Mew VMAX is coming out as one of the premier decks from this Fusion Strike meta. I mean, JW, you've had some initial testing... TCGO just dropped. What are some of your first impressions on Fusion Strike?
1: Yeah, we had some players over this weekend to play some Fusion Strike on Monday on the stream, and I'm hoping to do some more tabletop stuff uh, in the future and improving the setup and everything, but it was really good to see that deck in action. I felt like it was a little underwhelming in the games that we played, but I didn't particularly feel like the matchups were all that great, so we ran it against... um, We ran it against a Gengar deck, which I think is probably its worst matchup. And then it had kind of some clunkier games uh, against Boltund. But um, all in all, I've been seeing it, you know, there on my stream on Monday. And then seeing it with the different content creators, you know, pretty much everyone that I tuned into at some point today has been playing the (laughs) Mew deck. And uh, it it just seems like the cool thing about it is it seems extremely solid. Like it doesn't seem like you... um, you know you have a bad matchup to dark like certainly but pretty much everything else i think you're in the game yeah like the entirety of the time and it feels a lot like um it feels a lot like uh, like a like a victini almost where it's like you're gonna do you know 210 damage on turn two every single game and if your opponent you know are 240 or 270 wh- whatever like with with the <laughs> with the additional damage boost but you're going to do that every single game and if your opponent can overcome that then they're going to be just fine and then if they can't it's going to be hard for them but the difference is that you do that again like every single game you're so consistent in what you do that it just you know it's a lot easier for you to kind of win the win the matchups you you know maybe maybe wouldn't like it it just is again so consistent that your opponent sometimes is going to dead draw in a in a good matchup for them whereas you wouldn't and so
0: yeah I would kind of flip that script a little bit though I think Victinia's is probably more consistent at getting that like 200 damage turn two but I think Mew has some of that more uh you know trickiness to it as well whereas you know it's drawing a lot more cards per turn and it has sure. like instant acceleration with the Elisa sparkle if it needs it um sure sure you know, I mean
1: sure there's there's definitely I mean it's not a one-to-one comparison yeah. but just the point being like the damage output is is there and it's like pretty low maintenance by just needing yeah. Oh, yeah. two attachments and an evolve and you know a bench Pokemon a bench Genesect but two attachments evolve like it, it it's it's very similar in those ways uh, but yeah like you said there are some wrinkles that you can put into the deck I really think the deck needs a little bit more disruption than people are playing so I I I kind of want to see where this heads I believe the deck lists that we're seeing now are a little conservative in the sense that they're playing PE as a supporter um and i i really really think that the deck is going to show its strength by just playing you know your your boss's orders and maybe a few marnies but pretty much everything else as a trainer card um a burnable trainer so uh you know playing crushing hammers yeah. um the the lifesavers the um, the lifesavers. The... <laughs> <laughs> power tablets. Uh, yeah, power tablets. <laughs> cramomatic. I I, yeah. I really think, like, just going all in on this kind of turbo strategy to maximize your draws with the Genesex, I think that's going to be the way to go, as opposed to trying to mess around with, with P&E. And, like, Elisa Sparkle is probably good, but, you know, again, you're just trying to maximize your draw, and you don't want a lot of those dead cards in hand.
0: Yeah, I mean... I've seen a couple of different directions from like the content creators who've really started to explore the MuV Max deck. I've seen some of them take a approach similar to what you're saying, but maybe not quite as extreme, where they'll play you know the Crammatics and and the VIP Battle Pass and um, just have a ton of like burnable cards. Although mm-hmm. I, I still consistently have seen the Peony included as part of that. And I've seen other folks take like a more conservative approach where they'll play you know four or more like more hard draw supporters if you will so like for researches and uh and marnies in some combination with each other mm-hmm. uh, and then i've but i've seen also like list only play peony as like their draw supporter draw supporter, yeah. Yeah. um and that kind of doesn't seem great to me um not a huge peony stan myself but i think it has yeah. a, i think if it has a deck where it fits it's definitely the mute deck right like
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I agree with that for sure. I think one of the strengths of the deck is, again, yeah, in these burnable cards. So we look at how do you maximize using the Genesect ability? And you have to think about, you know, the biggest enabler for that. And eventually we'll get another card that helps even more uh, enabling the Genesect ability, but like quickball seems to me like the best enabler for Genesect because you're you're able to discard the resources that you don't need immediately to make room for more resources that you might want. You know, your energy or your um, I don't know your your uh, supporter that you needed, your Marnie or your boss or whatever. Um, and then to go along with that again, like if we're saying that quickball is maybe the the best. Right, because it can also get out other bench Pokemon for you to uh, to power up. If that we're saying Quick Ball is the best, then that doesn't Crammermatic. Like, isn't that like second best, right? Because it also <laughs> kind of fulfills this same role of being able to discard. I will resources say, that you don't necessarily need right now.
0: On like a in a vacuum, I am a much bigger fan. If like if you're gonna play like a really burnable card, I'm much much bigger fan of Crammermatic versus things like Crushing Hammer. Um, mm-hmm. And you could play both technically, but I'm a bigger fan if you're picking one of the Kram-O-Matic because it's more proactive in its approach to the game. You know, as Crushing mm-hmm. Hammer, you're like flipping to see if you have an effect on your opponent, which it might not even matter to them. Uh, but Kram-O-Matic, if you flip heads, you always know that you're going to have some benefit to you. You know, there's hopefully some card in your deck that you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So true. And so if true. not, then Crushing you know, Hammer probably wouldn't have saved you anyway. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> definitely so so i i do like the concept of it as like a burnable card you know you kind of alluded to like ultra ball on the horizon being like a really great card for the mew deck i think that's fairly obvious in the fact that to me mew wants two things it wants a thin hand and it wants a lot of pokemon in play and (laughs) no two cards will achieve that better than the combination of ultra ball and quick ball
1: absolutely yeah i think ultra ball just busts the deck Um, Even more so wide open. I think it's a very solid deck and I would be prepared for it in some way. We know the matchups are pretty much like the deck can hang with anything just because, again, of how consistent it is. But you're probably losing the dark matchups that you play, which I would expect, especially early on, a lot of players to be playing dark to try to counter Mew like almost specifically though dark is very good on its own but I would expect like people to be like I am not going to lose to the new best deck or the one of the new best decks uh, in the Mew so expect dark to be pretty big if that's the case I don't necessarily think Mew is a great play for tournaments early but that will certainly change I think the amount of single strike over time will uh will decrease from kind of a starting high
0: yeah i think it will i think it maybe will decrease but it's i think by like absolute value there's going to still be a lot of single strikes through the whole meta right single strike was so popular in the last format and really it kind of has made its stake in this format given that it has a favorable matchup against Mew. Um, so I just, I see that like planting firmly, like single strike is here to stay and it's going to be very popular going forward.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, I, ju- I just would say like single strike wasn't dominant um, in the past format. And maybe that all changes with uh, with the Gengar. I do really like Gengar because we talk about single strike being really resource hungry. Um, <laughs> the Urshifu VMAX is resource hungry. I mean, even to an extent, the Umbreon is pretty resource hungry in the fact that you need three energy to attack so yeah you know you need to get your energy down turn one and also have a hound hour down um or you know no energy in two hound hours with the number like you just need a lot uh more pieces as opposed to the gengar deck which can just attack with double energy attachments over the first two turns so i think that's a pretty significant difference um and i would expect you know again i would expect a lot of people to kind of gravitate towards that as being in a new and improved single strike version with the Gengar VMAX. And uh, uh, that would be one of, yeah, like you were saying, one of the most popular decks here
0: early in the format. So I'm curious, like with regards to Mew, I mean, do you think Mew has a way to deal with single strike or is that just an L?
1: That's a great question. I was watching Andrew on Tricky Gym today play a an Gore line. And I immediately thought as he was doing it, I was like, there's no way that this will work. (laughs) And, and I was exactly right. Like he played, I don't know, a handful of games and really it, it didn't make a difference whether or not he had, or at least it seemed to me whether or not he had the Excel gore in there or not. And in a lot of ways it almost inhibited him by having to play these other cards um, that, you know, just weren't facilitating his draw. And so I, I, I think you're just taking it, man. You're taking it on the chin as a bad matchup, hoping that you can beat pretty much everything else, which I think is, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these matchups. I haven't played a lot of these matchups, but I'm looking at all the other decks. Um, it seems like you would have, you know, again, really good fa- uh, matchups against Rapid Strike Urshifu, uh, good matchups against Zashian, good matchup against you know leafeon sylveon these kinds of things so yeah uh, you probably are just taking that on the chin and then and then again you're so consistent though that's the thing we need to come back to that it's just like how consistent the deck is like i think you're
0: yeah i mean the (laughs) genesect ability is insane
1: it's really insane
0: (laughs) the fact that you can use it multiple times a turn is just crazy
1: that's definitely true yeah you could draw you know potentially 18 cards off of just that ability, right? If you have a full bench and you're you able can draw to draw 24 or, cards, excuse me, 24 <laughs> cards. Yeah, yeah, 24 cards. Just play enough chromatics. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you throw a throw a researcher, a Marnie in there. You're drawing like half your deck and more than half your deck realistically in one turn.
1: Yeah, it kind of it kind of feels also like uh, like Rayquaza, V Max. Just or, how it plows uh, through the deck. What's that?
0: Sorry, finish your thought.
1: The uh, it, it feels like the Rayquaza deck of old. Um, Mega
0: with, Rayquaza. Yeah, the Mega Rayquaza deck. Yeah.
1: In a lot of ways, just how much you can draw.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that relationship. The, the Genesect is just crazy. I, you know, I think we all kind of knew that the Genesect was going to be really good, but seeing in an action and, and playing with it and and feeling the power of drawing all those cards is. Something that's hard to like conceptualize, I think, ahead of time. You know, just how much value you're going to get out of this one card.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've also been seeing a lot of, well, seeing a lot of discussion about Battle VIP Pass. Do you have any thoughts on whether or not you should include Battle VIP Pass in, maybe in the Mew deck, but also just generally? Do you think it could be played in any other deck?
0: Um, I think it can only be played in decks that can get rid of them easily if they are not used so like an Inteleon deck for example they're just gonna clog you up the rest of the game if you play those you know yeah. um something that i've pretty consistently seen with the battle vip pass in the Mew deck is they are almost actually i would say they are always paired with the cramomatic which gives you like the quick ball and the cramomatic as like quick ways to get rid of them if you don't use them Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what you need to make that card useful I don't think it's like terrible I just really don't like having cards that are just completely dead after Mm -hmm. the first turn Um, I had the same problem with things like wait and see hammer as well where it's just like you have this one instance where it's useful and then it's gone the rest of the game I I think specifically in Mew you can maybe make a case for it because it does the things that Mew wants it's a it gets a lot of Pokemon in play quickly. And honestly, like sometimes that can be a little bit awkward to like get the Genesex in play, especially. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can burn it with the Kramimatics if you play those. So, I think it maybe has a place in Mew. I wouldn't really play it in any other decks, That at least none that I can think of. I mean, if you have one in mind, I'd <laughs> be open to talking about it, but I, I don't think it has a place anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I really don't. I agree with you there. Um, at least not the way we're building decks currently and again things might change um, but you're looking at the most turbo deck being Mew like you said battle VIP pass you want ways to discard it cramomatic is perfect and I think really only works um, in these kinds of ultra turbo decks and so
0: yeah um, I guess like the only other the only other like engine that really discards a lot of cards is stuff like Chinchino but the difference between Mew and Chinchino is Mew can like rip a ton of cards on turn one with the Genesect whereas and (laughs) so they can hit the battle VIP pass Whereas like other decks aren't going to really draw into them in the right. first place. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, sorry, I just wanted to spitball that thought while it was in my brain. That's good. Um, I mean, you've you seem to have like some developed opinions about how you think Mew should look. You know, you talked about how it should be like as burnable as possible. I mean, what do you picture that engine looking like in terms of the trainer lines and what what fills up that space?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure th- that it should only play like two supporters in Marnie and Boss's orders and like maybe Elisa Sparkle, but like not as a very high count because you're not really hoping to use that in most cases. So it's probably going to be, you know, like three Boss, like three, two or three Marnie, uh, two Elisa Sparkle. And then the rest is going to be all geared around these burnable (laughs) trainers. Um, You know, not even that many. um, I would rather also like do instead of uh, a ton of basic energy, like try to include the battle VIP pass, because I know a lot of players are looking at the capture energy Uh as being, you know, the primary way or one of the primary ways alongside of quick ball to get out your Pokemon. But I'm kind of seeing more. Well, what if i just had battle vip
0: pass like that seems
1: like a way better and,
0: and like fog crystal together yeah and
1: if, yeah exactly battle vip pass, battle vip pass and fog crystal as my ways to get out pokemon um so i would just again be playing at super turbo trying to keep your energy to like eight or less so something like the the four fusion energy and then somewhere between you know two to four psychic energy with the rest being capture energies and then just everything else burnable stuff i wouldn't even bother with any other tech pokemon so i don't think i would bother with like the oricorio i don't think i would bother with the latias or the latios i would just go mew and genesect and i know it's i mean it sounds kind of weird but i'm pretty sure that Oh no! Not laughing the best at the way idea to
0: play it no i'm, I'm pretty sure idea. that's
1: gonna be the best way to play it and then i would try to play as many hammers in the open slots as possible <laughs> as well
0: big hammer guy
1: yeah, yeah. Because I think too what the deck wants, and like going back to how I'm conceptualizing the deck is that you don't want to discard anything necessarily. So, or like you don't want to discard the power tablets because right. there's going to be one turn <laughs> that you can have where you just play all of your power tablets, and you've already burned through your deck so much that it's not unreasonable to get them all on one turn. Because for the most part, the power tablets aren't doing anything if you're just playing one at a time but they can completely shift the game if you get all four now how possible is that you know not very but again i don't want to be using my supporter on you know peony discard a power tablet when i didn't need to and then you know going off of that so yeah i don't know the way i see it is like being able to do that 210, and maybe you play like a vitality band or two. I know that's something that hasn't really been explored, but to get to that 220, which is kind of our magic number for basic Pokemon V, uh, and then just being able to do those those power tablet shenanigans. I think I think that's going to be the way to
0: go. I like it. I like it. A lot of item cards is always fun to play.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be C card, play card for sure. I love those kinds of decks.
0: The card that glows on TCGO goes. <laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> if it glows, it goes. It glows, I like it that. it <laughs> As with all the views, players are going to be like. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That rocks. That rocks. So, I mean, how do you think the game responds to Mew and I guess we could simmer that on that thought for a second as we, as we go into our ad read and then we can talk more about you know, what the metagame will, will change with with the introduction yeah. of Fusion Strike. I do want to, before we do that, talk about our card of the day and so our card of the day for today is also a very versatile Pokemon card and that is going to be another Mew of course in homage to the new Fusion Strike Mew and that is Mew EX with mm. lowercase EX. So the Legend Maker Mew uh, is one of the first it might be the first Mew that actually had like this kind of like copycat style to it. I don't I tried to like look this up but I couldn't didn't have enough time to like really dig into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Mew EX can use the attacks of all Pokémon in play as its own. It was a hugely played card in its era. Um, being able to copy very useful Pokemon like Magnetrick, um, you know, very infamous Mewtrick deck. And it's just a, it's an awesome Pokemon card. We've seen this be replicated a variety of times. This kind of becomes Mew's thing. Uh, we had the, the Shining Mew. We had the, or like the, the Mew Star, rather. We had the, the Mew Prime, which copied from the Lost Zone. We had Mew Capital EX, which was a staple in many a deck to deal with the buzzwords mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Mewtwo and Mew, of course, and now we're at the, the Mew VMAX. So um, I, I love the, the what Mew brings to the game in terms of being able to kind of like change up how decks are viewed and played. Because if, if Genesect was the attacker, it wouldn't work.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, it'd be a pretty horrible deck.
0: And and we see that though consistently with these Mew cards where it like livens up these cards that have a lot of potential but like need a little bit something more. Um, you know, a great example of that is like a lot of the GXs that Mewtwo and Mew copied, um, they really needed that like a little bit something more. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I mean you were never playing a Charizard deck on its own. Or, right. Charizard G X from
0: the family pack. Was yeah, not or even play.
1: even, you know, Megalopony. Yeah, and Jigglypuff, like you were never playing that card on its own. Yeah, but it made for a really nice toolbox
0: so I, option. Even though Mewtwo was kind of the poster child of that card, it was really Mew that was doing the copying. So don't get your facts mixed up, okay? That's right. So, <laughs> so first tile Mew, and its legacy on the game has just been phenomenal. And Fusion Strike is kind of the current culmination of that.
1: That's a fantastic card, Riley.
0: You. It's very pretty too. And it's in celebrations.
1: A great set. Love that. If you can find it. (laughs) (laughs) So, support for Tag Team today comes from Manscaped. Guys, you've been hearing it on the cast for a while, but I really do like these products. And, you know, you might be going to Thanksgiving this year with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and you're sitting around the dinner table and you're trying to be smooth. You're trying to be smooth. And you know what? You don't want to be unsmooth down there. Ladies and gentlemen, Manscaped is offering 20% off and free shipping when you use our code tag team at manscaped.com. We got ear, nose, hair trimmers. If you're anything like me, you need that. They got electric <laughs> Ball trimmers. If you're anything like me, you need that. They got a bunch of different merchandise in terms of like shirts, and uh, we got shipped a pair of boxers. I don't know if you right. use them. That's right. The yet. boxers
0: are to die for.
1: Quite nice, cologne, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, all these shaving uh, supplies. So, get yourself over to manscape.com and use the code tag team for twenty percent off and free shipping.
0: That's right. If you are looking to evolve your Mareep into an amperos. Then Manscaped is the move for you. So, code tag team, that's T A G T E A M, at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. You don't want to miss out on that.
1: And you get to support the cast with that's your purchase. Right. So, that's a huge uh, incentive as well. So, thank you guys for heading on over manscape.com manscaped.com,
0: code tag team. And thank you, Manscaped, for being a partner of the cast. So, JW, what is the impact of of Mew on the metagame? We kind of referenced earlier how there might be some sort of cyclical nature with the single-strike deck beating the Mew deck up and Mew having a pretty strong strangle on everything else. I mean, can these other decks respond to Mew effectively? What does that look like? Do they need to change the way they work?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and it's really tough to say. I mean, my initial like thought is that, you know, there's Mew that beats up on everything. That's not dark. And then dark somewhat keeps it in check. And dark certainly loses to uh, certain other things. I mean, dark has a somewhat difficult matchup against uh on or It has in the past. Uh, now, obviously you're getting Gengar and throwing that into the mix. So maybe it's not quite so bad. Um, you know, you have decks like Sylveon or Jolteon that I, I don't, see um beating a mu deck consistently and there's just a lot of things out there that i think just kind of would fold to really early pressure getting like their their main pokemon v knocked out on the second turn of the game so i think yeah we're looking at kind of like a like a weird triangle where it's like Mew loses to Dark but beats everything else, and then Dark beats Mew, but maybe has a few other bad matchups in the metagame.
0: I guess my perspective though is I don't think it's not like a, tr- a true triangle, right? Like it's not like it's everything not beats. Not like no. everything beats Dark. No, 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 no,
1: no. That's not really what I mean. <laughs> yeah. To say. It's, it's no, I know. Like there are a few things in the general metagame that would be Dark. You know, but I guess like, my my position you're taking, is like, it's like you're taking you're taking Mew, like to win a tournament, you're taking Mew. You're taking Dark or you're taking the field. Like, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, right? <laughs> no,
0: I agree. I'm just saying, doesn't that just make Dark, like, the best deck then? If if it beats up on Mew, Mew beats up everything else, and Dark doesn't lose to everything else.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong. If I were going to a tournament tomorrow, I would take Dark, and I would take it with at least a, you know, 1-1 or a 2-2, like, Gengar. Maybe not a super thick Gengar line. But I like Gengar a lot. It it covers a lot of, uh, you know, it's it's certain type coverage against uh, decks that um, would take advantage of that so against the Umbreon. So you're pro
0: Gengar, anti Bear.
1: I am. Yeah, I am. I think you can get a lot. Uh, it, it's just a lot easier to attack with the uh, with the Gengar. So I like that about it.
0: Yeah, I and we t- we raved about Gengar just last week, and how good we think that card's going to be. Do you play the Gengar with the the Vitality Band that we talked about to get that 320?
1: Um, It could be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think you probably do. Um, at least like a one-of or something. But yeah, I think that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I would agree. I would also take Single Strike to a tournament. Although I would consider playing the bear version just to shore up the field matchups a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's like a necessity either
1: yeah it's gonna be you know we're we're all playing it by ear right because nobody knows and i think it'll be really fun to see what emerges um this weekend from the full grip 1k if you guys haven't already uh gotten tickets i know they're not sold out so uh be sure to hop on over there to fullgripgames.com to participate in the first tournament in this new uh new meta game but Yeah, like you said, do you play it with Gengar? Do you play it with the Urshifu? I think the only non-negotiable is that you do want a very thick line of Umbreon. I mean, that card just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that's like the only non-negotiable. So I think a lot of it is really up to to how you're feeling. The Urshifu are going the Gengar route. I, I, I would personally play Gengar again because it's just so simple to set up. Yeah. But... I don't think you can really go go wrong. I think they're both pretty viable.
0: So I think the other main deck to really come out of uh, Fusion Strike is the Inteleon.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: the Rapid Strike Inteleon, being able to return that energy and and loop Sheryls and things like that. Do you think that deck has any place in this sort of metagame?
1: Um, that one's that one's the wild card for me. <laughs> I haven't really played it, I haven't seen it that much um, and then my theory in my head says that it'll be it'll be good against decks that have, you know, low HP bench sitters but not particularly good against you know these heavy VMAX decks that's, again, that's all purely kind of head theory
0: yeah, my um, kind of, my head theory on it is more I think that deck really leans into Cheryl as it's kind of a win condition. You yeah. know, you just keep returning the energy, you keep Cheryling, and eventually kind of overwhelm your opposing VMAX. Um, so what kind of folds that strategy over is if you can surmount the Inteleon in one hit. Um, mm-hmm. s- single Strike and Mew can theoretically both do that. Um, or if you have some of your own healing as well. Uh, to right. kind of counteract their Cheryl, which basically negates their game plan for a turn. The right. There's not a ton of decks that are like super Sheryl heavy right now. I mean Jolteon was kind of the premier Cheryl user. And I think Jolteon not in a great spot because single strike is so popular and um Mew with triple tablet does one hit KO the Jolteon a lot more. Yeah, the
1: Jolteon, yeah, the Jolteon having three hundred HP, I was just gonna say, is really Relevant. Yeah. Because, all of a sudden again, it's like super relevant the,
0: outside of the Gale for- Gale Thrust. <laughs> yep. So that's not great. And I think actually Rapid Strike, like Urshifu remains like a decent deck. So the the Jolteon doesn't love that either. I, I think Jolteon is kind of in a tough spot right now in terms of some of our mainstays from the last format.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any thoughts, Riley, on um yeah again going in looking back at some of the other top decks like uh something like dragapult i don't want to get off too much on Inteleon, but while we're talking about these bench kind of snipe um pokemon um you know i do feel like there is some parallel to to dragapult when we're talking about Inteleon. so do you feel like um you know because dragapult was good like thus Inteleon is good um do you feel like both of these decks kind of fall off like where, where are you thinking with that
0: no, I think they both kind of serve different purposes. To be honest, I don't think you're supposed to lean too hard into the Intellion's ability, the double right. shooter. I sure. think you're mostly just leaning to like the simplicity of it and trying to um, and trying to share all with the Intellion engine alongside you. Mm. Um, and whereas Dragapult functioned more as like a disruptive deck. You know, you have like your hammers or your path to the peaks, and you're constantly like slowing your opponent down and progressively building up like this board state. Um, So I guess they do have a similarity in the fact they're kind of like this inevitable deck where it's like, I'm going to set up a board state where I'm going to attack next turn and win the game no matter what you do. Um, I think Dragapult and Inteleon both kind of do that, but they do it in different ways, whereas Dragapult is like slowing you down and placing damage all over your board. And Inteleon's kind of focusing its damage a little bit more, but it has a lot of healing to counteract what you have previously done if that makes sense
1: absolutely yep definitely
0: so I do think they accomplish like a similar goal but in like very different paths to get there <laughs> path yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and Dragapult suffers more from single strike than Inteleon does uh, because of that Umbreon
1: yeah it's shaping up to be pretty interesting I I do feel like we're gonna settle in Uh, to a very kind of uh, ordered metagame obviously whenever you're releasing a new set there's a lot of things up in the air Um, but I do kind of feel like just as this last format really settled toward toward about the midway point like I I think we're going to get that as well Um, because we're really only adding in I would say what you know two Two higher end decks like the Mew, we've been talking about it a lot, but it, it's definitely a lot different than some of the other um, previous, like, best decks or best archetypes. Like, yeah. Rayquaza really didn't make that much of an impact. <laughs> um, you know, Eternatus was certainly, like, really good, but not necessarily, uh, you know, unbeatable. Um, in a lot of ways, Mew is just super consistent, uh, much more consistent, certainly, than those other two. And I think that uh, is, again, there, there's a lot to be said for that. And then we also have, like, Gengar. That would be the other thing that, like, is immediately jumps out to me and we don't even know necessarily that the Gengar will be played because like you're saying like we're we're even debating right now on whether or not single strike is better off with the uh the Umbreon and the Urshifu or the Umbreon and the Gengar like like there's still some debate on that even before you know things get started so it's not like immediately that the Gengar is oh of course you play the Gengar it's like (laughs) there's some there's some debate and I think you you can go a lot of different ways you know Inteleon will it make that much of an impact it's hard I found historically, it's hard to rely on a supporter for a win condition, which is like you said, what, um, Inteleon does, uh, it's, it's very difficult to rely I agree. on. A supporter I do for agree. A win especially condition. when you
0: don't have like a lot of ancillary draw. Um, yes. Like hard draw. And...
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we're looking at decks in the past that have relied on supporters for win conditions. I would think back to like a Zorark deck, right? Where it really relied in some matchups, on just chaining Hexmaniac. And you were a little more able to do that in those past formats because, of course, Zora could draw you cards. That's not quite the case with Inteleon. Um, I've been seeing people play the VMAX with other Inteleons. And the thing about playing it with other Inteleons is that eventually you're not going to have another Inteleon.
0: I totally agree. On,
1: on the bench, yeah. right? So that, just, that scares me a little bit. That's not to say it's not going to be a viable deck. Uh, I just think it takes it out of kind of that, like, tier one or tier s uh, and maybe moves it into that you know tier two or tier three um, position a couple other decks that i just want to highlight um, we did play some with bolt VMAX, which was really fun it <laughs> definitely feels like a better it's crazy to say actually but it definitely feels like a better rayquaza deck um just from the limited games that i got with it and then I also feel like a a card that's a little underrated right now is Curbominable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's still on the Curbominable train.
1: I don't know. I think Curbominable could be cool, whether or not it's in a stall deck or a mill deck or just by itself. I mean, the second attack is pretty good. So I think you'd probably have to play it with, you know, obviously Melanie, but maybe like a Frostlast line. But being able to chain that, I mean, there's something to be said for... You know, if you can get some intellions out, you're doing a ton of damage. Yeah, relatively cheaply. Like you're taking one hit chaos with that carbominable, so it probably won't amount to anything. But it's just something that's on my radar, at least at this
0: point. It's a good, good video deck, if nothing else.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Fan paper <laughs> Friday. Give me carbominable next week.
0: <laughs> I. So, is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you? Any decks that? that you think survive the, the Mew and single strike reckoning that's coming upon us?
1: <laughs> really great question. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of tough. Like you could maybe say Sylveon, you know, Sylveon has kind of occupied a space where it can play a bunch of tech attackers that can, you know, be sub substituted for any matchup, right? Like you could play it, um, with grass, like we've seen people play it with on and like you could theoretically play on V Max alongside of Sylveon V Max. Um, you know, Dark I think is probably the more popular variant and the one that I really like of Sylveon. So that just makes a lot of sense going into the Mew with the Sylveon. And then you have yeah. um, you know, if if the single strike decks are playing um more of the Urshifu Right, then you have obviously Sylveon to hit that weakness. So, is it time for Urshifu poss-
0: Moltres to come back? You know, Urshifu Moltres, <laughs> I,
1: I I think it, it, could. it
0: could. It's not crazy. You're giving
1: up on your guy over there. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not crazy. It wasn't the greatest deck at the end of last format. Um, so I, I just it's probably going to be one of those things where it's like my pet deck, but I'm never going to tell people like, oh yes, you absolutely, or at least from this point, like you absolutely need to play this deck. That one's, that one kind of feels like it's making its way more into like niche, uh, very metagame specific. Rapid
0: Strike Melanie, maybe. Rapid
1: Strike Melanie is very cool. Certainly that could make an impact. I mean, Rapid Strike, I don't think you can ever really count out because the snipe attack on that is just so disgusting. Yeah, it
0: turns out Rapid Flow is good for whatever reason yeah
1: crazy right <laughs> especially for uh you know these decks that are trying to set up like you look at single strike and like a, a rapid strike uh uh vmax on turn two against a single strike deck and you just take out two hondooms or two hound hours like that's the worst feeling in the world
0: I agree so <laughs> yeah I, uh, to, to come
1: back to the main question like what do I think could be viable uh, Sylveon kind of kind of leaps out to me as like well they can cover a lot of bases so. Um, that's going to be pretty pretty important to try to beat the top two decks.
0: Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I think Rapid Strike decks are hanging on. They're trying their hardest out here. Um, And then I I think it's really, we got to see the metagame evolve. We're going to have to see how the Mew decks finalize themselves as well. Um, Like, I could see decks that either leverage Path really well or can come out really strong that, like, maybe trade into Mew. Um, you know, Dankus in chat calls out Suicune. And I think Suicune maybe could continue to find a place for itself. I think it's not as strong as before. Um, I think Suicune can hang because Mew force, is forced to fill its bench, right? So you can right. you can come out pretty aggressive with the damage there. Um, but really, I, I think uh, I agree with you. I would, play, I would play Single Strike if given the chance right now.
1: I don't know. Seems the most immediately good. Could be completely wrong on that, but
0: Um, Yeah, if if I'm wrong, I would just go O2 drop at the uh, full grip event if I was there. (laughs) And that's okay.
1: Certainly. And I think the the other thing, too, that we need to take into account and we need to say certainly is, like, we've been talking about the consistency of the Mew VMAX deck, but Rapid Strike can be a little inconsistent. Single strike, you mean? or single strike i should say can be a little inconsistent um certainly one of the more inconsistent of the top tier decks so yeah again just take that into consideration be like oh on tag team they said that they would play a uh, single strike and, and then and then i t- play it and, and i can't draw any good hands and it's like well yeah that's you gotta draw good
0: right
1: yeah you have to just draw good just i don't know if you've ever considered drawing good before but uh, <laughs> i certainly would do that um but yeah just take that as a grain of salt like we're saying, oh, okay, this is good. Again, in that vacuum, like you're going to have objectively worse hands with the single strike deck than you most likely will with the mew deck, or, or really a- almost any other, uh, you know, high tier list.
0: I would agree. So, I mean, I think we've we've made our point clear here. JW, is there any parting wisdom you want to give the listeners this week?
1: i mean if you're going to the full grip tournament i think don't be super prepared for the newer decks like don't don't metagame completely around the newer decks i think uh generally when we go into these new formats it's going to be hard for people especially with these newer sets where they're um the cards just seem like they've been really hard or they've been really expensive to get a hold of yeah just I, i wouldn't worry too much like about Mew, for instance like i i think there will be a handful of players like there were a handful of rayquaza players at the first full grip 1k when evolving skies was released so i'd say the same thing about this is like (laughs) there's probably going to be about five players that have the Mew deck if i had to put you know money down on it yeah i could eat my words i have no stake because i'm not going so you know again take that with a grain of salt but (laughs) just don't be don't be freaking out about any matchup in particular, because there might not be that much of them. And then even if there is that much of them, like you might never see it. I've had that happen to me many times at tournaments where I'm really worried about a certain deck. It actually does turn out to be very highly played, but then I just never saw it throughout the course of the day. Yeah. So just, uh, just go with what you're confident in and what you have put time into and, and, and know the best and uh, you will do, you know, you'll let fate decide, I guess. <laughs> Always I was going to say you'll do well, but that's not true. I need to get out of that habit. Like, it's not guaranteed that you'll set
0: yourself well. up to do well.
1: You'll set yourself up to do well.
0: There you go. Not committing.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Well, I think uh, my word of wisdom, I would echo what JW said. I would say if you're looking for an older deck to maybe revive, I would I would metagame single Strike more than you, and I would bring yes. Leafeon. <laughs> I would sneak <laughs> Leafeon in there. Um, yeah. Otherwise, though, I would say have fun, stay hydrated, <laughs> eat your vegetables, and we will and catch you handscaped. all next time. There you go. Yeah, Be sure to handscaped. check us all out on social media. <laughs> we can catch You can catch us on Twitter. That's at Smiles of Riles, at Real John Walter, and at Tag Team Pokemon for the cast. And we record live every single week at twitch.tv slash munner. Uh, J.W. also streams at twitch.tv slash flexdaddyrighteous and has a YouTube channel that you should all check out. With that, we'll be signing off, and we'll catch you all next time. Peace. See ya!